Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at virtualization. We'll be discussing cloud computer and virtualization, dedicated servers, server virtualization, advantages of virtualization, abstraction layers, and then finally, we'll take a look at type 2 hypervisors. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. The terms cloud computing and virtualization are often interchangeably used. However, they mean different things. Virtualization is the foundation of cloud computing. Without a cloud computing as, as we know it would not exist. Virtualization separates the operating system from the hardware. Various providers offer cloud services that can dynamically provision services, servers as required. These virtualized instances of servers are created on demand. Historically, enterprise servers consisted of an operating system and the operating system could be Windows or Linux or whatever operating system you're running. And then that was installed on specific hardware. Now that hardware on that server, all of the RAM, all of the memory, all of the network communications, all the disk storage was dedicated to that service. On this server right here, all the CPU memory, the NIC and the disk, that was dedicated to the email server. On this one over here, all of these resources are dedicated to this server, the SQL server. That's how the servers operated. When a component failed, when either the server failed or the CPU or the memory or the NIC or the disk, when one of those failed, this entire server would go down. When this server went down, whatever service this server was offering was not accessible. These dedicated servers, they were typically underutilized. They would sit there, they would be running, taking electricity, taking resources, taking space, adding heat so you need additional cooling, taking networking resources until somebody needed it. This web server would sit and run and it would run and run and run until somebody connected in and got the web page from it. But while nobody was connecting, it still used up all of these resources. And because of how the dedicated servers worked, you had to have a dedicated server for each one. And before you know it, you had a lot of physical servers in your data center. This was known as server sprawl. So server sprawl. Basically the idea is here, you're having lots and lots of servers that are taking up your data center, your resources, your cooling, your energy your space in your data center. But if you actually looked at the individual servers, sometimes they weren't doing a whole lot. Active Directory. Active Directory got used when people logged into the system. So in the morning when people logged in, after lunch when people logged in, Active Directory server would get a lot of usage, but then during the day and at night, it would sit there pretty much idle. What is virtualization? Virtualization is the idea of taking your physical hardware. You have a server here, you have a computer. Here it looks like we have an iMac. 
but in in a production environment you would actually have us have a server mounted mounted in a in a in a rack it has a processor it has ram it has your network it has storage in there it has all that physical hardware but then virtualization would come in and we would put some sort of hypervisor in there and so this is where the hardware is if you can sort of think of this as a stack this is where the hardware is you may or may not have a host operating system depending upon how you're doing your hype or your virtualization but you would definitely have a hypervisor and what this hypervisor would do would allow you to section off parts of your processor parts of your ram parts of your network connections parts of your storage parts of your physical hardware and put it in a container and then that container and so that would be the virtualization layer here and then this container you could inside of here with this sectioned off resources you could then install an operating system inside of this container and then put your apps on there this would allow you to run multiple VMs. So here we have a second VM all on the same hardware. They would be doing different things. One would be maybe your um, Active Directory server. So this might be Active Directory. Over here, VM2 might be your SQL database. They would be doing separate things. They wouldn't interact directly with each other, but they would appear as if they were their own standalone machine. They weren't. They were virtually created inside your server. Now, the physical server typically is massive. Multiprocessors, lots of storage space, multiple NICs, redundancy built into all of that hardware. Some advantages that we have with virtualization. We look at one of the main things is reduced cost. Looking Taking at the big picture, total cost of ownership here, looking at reduced costs. Less equipment is needed. You don't have to have as many servers. You could take your eight servers, condense it down into one virtualized server. Now, granted, that virtualized server would need to be more powerful, have more processors, more RAM, more storage in it. But if you compare the cost to the eight standalone dedicated servers compared to the one virtualization server, it's going to cost you less. Energy consumption is less because you're only consuming for that one virtualization server instead of the eight dedicated ones. Also, your space is a lot less. Instead of having eight individual physical servers, you're down to one physical server. And that space savings means you have to have less cooling in your data center, less energy requirements. You have to have less network connections because you only have one device to run those network connections in. Having virtualization reduces your cost in the long run. Some additional benefits are easier prototyping. To create a prototype, maybe you wanna test out if we upgrade to the newest version of Active Directory, how is that going to affect our system? You can spin up some virtual machines and you could even take your existing virtual machines and copy them over. And then you could run the upgrade on it and see how that works. Faster server provisioning. Because you can set up templates, you can copy existing servers over, you can get at least a baseline server up and running a lot quicker than if you had to 
set up that server and go from installation media. Increase server uptime. Because we have this more powerful virtualization server, there's redundancy built into it. We probably have multiple processors, backup processors, backup RAM, backup network connections, backup power supplies in there. Your server should have increased uptime. You can also do disaster recovery with virtual machines. And how do you do that? You can copy that virtual machine because once again, it's all stored in software and you can store it onto another device, whether that is another device in your data center, whether it's an offsite location. If something happens, you can restore that in your system, in your server will be up and running again. And the last benefit is legacy support. When you're out there in industry, industry's not always going to have the latest and greatest software. I know of shops still that run Windows 3.1.1, that run Windows NT, because they have a software and it works. There is no reason to upgrade. Now to support those virtualization, you can have these legacy systems on there and it works beautifully. I hope you're liking this episode on virtualization. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about virtualization. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Virtualization is the ability to abstract your software from your hardware. To create a virtual computer, the dedicated hardware needs to be shared with the virtual computer. Here's an example of virtualization. Actually, this is nested virtualization. We have Windows 10 operating system. You can see that's the that's the black background. This is the host here. This host then is sharing resources with this virtual machine up here. So they're sharing the processors, RAM, hard drive, network connections. They're sharing those resources. We've created this virtual machine in a container environment. Then we've even took this a step further and inside of this virtual machine, we have created a second virtual machine. And so now we're running a virtual machine inside of a virtual machine inside of Windows 10. We do this sharing of the hardware to those containers, to those virtual machines through a hypervisor. A computer system consists of abstraction layers. For the traditional computer system, we, we're looking at four abstraction layers. We, first one at the top here is the services. Then you have the operating systems. You have the firmware that's stored in ROM, and then you have the hardware. Each one of these different layers serve their purpose. And to communicate between them, there is some programming that has to happen. When we look at virtualization, virtualization, and we look at the abstraction layers, those four abstraction layers are still there. But what we do is we put a hypervisor in here. This hypervisor is installed between the firmware and the OS, and the hypervisor can support multiple operating systems. We start at the bottom, we have our hardware, then we have our firmware, then the hypervisor comes in. The hypervisor can support multiple 
operating systems. And this is, these are these containers where you're installing your operating system. Then once you have your operating system, you can put the service on here and you can make one virtual machine for the web browser. You can make another one for the email server, make another one for your file server, all on the same physical or physical hardware using all the abstraction layers, except we now add in the hypervisor to allow us to do that. There are two types of virtualization. First one here is a type one. This is also known as a native or bare metal hypervisor. And type two, this is known as a hosted hypervisor. In a type one virtualization, the hypervisor, and we have the hypervisor right here, is installed directly on the hardware. It is installed directly on the hardware. When the hypervisor is installed directly on the bare metal, that's that our type one hypervisor here, we can then install the operating systems on that hypervisor. There are different types of type one bare metal hypervisors. The most common ones that we typically see here are VMware, ESSI, E-X-I. Then we have Microsoft Hyper-V. And there's a couple lesser known ones like the Zen server from Citrix. Some of you may know about Microsoft and Hyper-V. With Microsoft and Hyper-V, you have to install the operating system, then you install Hyper-V. Technically, it is a type one because when you install the Hyper-V, it goes directly into the hardware and then that operating system you see is actually virtualized on top of that hypervisor. So the common type one hypervisors out there are VMware, ESXi, and Microsoft Hyper-V. The type two hypervisor, which is known as the hosted hypervisor, in this situation, the hypervisor, we got the hypervisor right here. This is actually an application that is installed on top of the host operating system. This host operating system could be something like Windows 10. It could be Linux, but you have to have an operating system in there and then you install the app of the hypervisor on top of that and you would install that hypervisor, that virtualization software on top of the operating system. Some common type two hypervisors out there, applications you can install on top of your client operating system. One is VirtualBox, VirtualBox. Another one is by VMware. So this isn't the ESXi version, but this is VMware Workstation. Virtual PC is another one you can do. And Windows, or sorry, not Windows, but Mac even has one. It's Parallels. These, these Type 2 hypervisors, 
they're nice to do some quick experimentation. You could take your workstation, install VirtualBox, Virtual PC on it, and start installing some software just sort of as a test environment. In addition to virtualizing computers and servers, we can also virtualize switching and routing. In this slide, we can see two VMware ESX hypervisors. That's one, this is two. The virtual computers are all networked together here with a Nexus 1000V virtual switch. The virtual switch brings the power of a switch to the virtualized networking environment. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on virtualization. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There, you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.